Welcome to Big Blend Radio Success Express Show, where we talk about business, leadership, and career development. All right, so it is the fourth Wednesday. It is the last Wednesday of December of 2023. And so next year is 2024. And to keep us up to speed with new laws, employment laws in California, of course, you know, uh, San Diego Employment Attorney Ward Heinrichs is back on the show. His website is bestemploymentattorneysandiego.com. He's got an article up on our site, blendradioandtv.com, outlining all the new laws. And I say all the new laws because it is California. Sorry about that. Uh, the links are in the show notes, whether you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, or listening in uh, Spotify or any of those other outlets. But welcome back, Ward. How are you? I'm doing very well. You know, we're getting ready for Christmas. And I'm stoked and excited. Um, we've got lots of things planned. So, yeah. yeah, I'm doing well. This is cool. And we are. We're recording right before Christmas. But this airs right before oh, New Year's. Yes. I, I know. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good in the hood. But listen, you know, 2024, I feel like one year you're going to come on at the end of the year, like maybe for 2025 and go, all right, everybody, we've got 2025 new laws in California next year. And it wouldn't surprise me. But um, I I find this interesting. One thing um, I'm going to go right to the bottom of your one of the yeah, the bottom of your list of new laws is minimum wage and salary. This is something we've been covering for quite a few years now, right? And Yep. Wow. So give everyone the update on that because I remember it being fourteen dollars. Now it's not it's not anymore. Yeah, it actually this law that's been going on for years and years and years uh, was back in uh, was started at twelve dollars an hour and it Yeah that's so, right. Uh, well wait, no wait even No, I think it started at eleven. And it moved all the way up over the years. And now we're beyond that period. And we're into, we're increasing it for cost of living, for other reasons. But it's going up every year, everywhere in California. Bottom line. Wow. So minimum wage now starting January 1st, right, is $16 per hour. Yes, in the state of California. That's right. So that's No the matter minimum. where you live. That's the minimum. And no matter where you live. And like I said in the article, uh, uh, San Diego has a sixteen eighty five minimum wage. Is I get that? Oh right? wow! You got to add add some pennies yes. in there. Yeah, yeah, San Diego itself, the city, so, not like Julian up in the mountains, just San Di- the city, city of 16... San Diego. Okay, yes. and then wages, uh, not wages, salary, sixty six thousand five hundred and sixty dollars per year, right? That's the minimum salary that someone has to earn if they're going to be an exempt employee. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty high. Um, and if you don't, but maybe it, everyone should move back into California while everybody's moving out of California. <laughs> you know? If you can get that type of position, maybe so. Yeah. Um, and and that it that's the hardest part of the. It's the easiest part of the exempt employee test to fail as an employer because if you don't hit that it's black and white they're not exempt and now if they worked extra hour you know more than 40 hours in a week or more than eight hours a day you get hit with their overtime and it's easy it's not hard to prove so that's the one that people i I, that 
businesses really need to be careful of. And if they're going to make their employees exempt, they better pay them right. Okay. Wow. Um, paid sick leave. Let's go there because that was also something we were talking about. So this all, this changed up a little bit too, right? Yeah. Uh, the state of California essentially matched a lot of other municipalities in California, like San Diego had 40 hours and five days. Now the state of California says there's a minimum of 40 hours or five days of sick leave, paid sick leave throughout California. So it's not just uh, in certain cities, it's everywhere now. Hmm. Wow. So, okay. Everywhere statewide. So when it's become state, like a state law, then everyone has to do it no matter what, the city's doing or your county right yes if the city decides to try to do less they can't okay uh, that's a no-no Shanene. right but they can okay. do more all right so let's go to reproductive bereavement leave speaking of leave this is a brand new law right we haven't talked about this i don't think not maybe under like a um like sick leave right or something like that but this is different yeah, this is different. A bereavement. There was a bereavement leave, leave law that was passed either last year or the year before. Uh, allow, mm-hmm. I think it was last year, actually. Um, and it allows people to take up to five days of, oh no, shoot, I think it's three days. <laughs> three days of leave for um, someone who's passed away. You know, mm. so, someone within the immediate family kind of thing. It's, it's broader than that, actually, but um, you can think of, hey, your father died, so you get now you get some uh, bereavement leave to go um, see them. But and it, and it doesn't touch your... you. Can actually use sick leave to pay for that. But you you can't take like you could say, okay, I've got sick leave, but if you had two people die in the same year, you can't double up your bereavement leave, right? Um, boy, that's a good question because I, I oh. think it is limited. Okay. Say, uh, I don't. Oh, we're going to have to do a whole show on bereavement. You stump me. You stump me. No, Uh, we're going to, we'll do a show on that on bereavement. We'll, we'll follow up on that because it's something that happens and, you know, you could, you could lose multiple people in one car accident. Yeah. And I, so I think there is a cap on the yearly, but I'm not positive about that. But I know with this new, you know, quote unquote bereavement leave, which has to do with reproductive failure, um, you know, stillborn. Um, even oh, an adoption man. that went bad, you get oh, up wow. to five days to bereave about that. And, and mm. uh, that does have a yearly cap of 20 days. Um, so you, you could have multiple events possibly in a year. Um, so if you had five of them in a year, uh, that seems like a lot, but you maybe have five, then you would be limited to 20 days, not 25 days because the maximum is five for each event. Okay. okay. Well, it can happen because adoptions can go wrong and they often do. Yeah. Surrogacies, you know, so if you're trying and then people are trying to have kids, if it's not working medically, that can happen. And oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That seems to me that, like four of those events in a year. That's a lot. That would be a lot. That would be Man, a lot. I, at that point, I'm like, I need a vacation and need to, you know, go on a vacation at that point. You need to just kind of stop whatever's going on and that would be a little heavy oh, i would man. think oh that would gosh yes it would be, be now, really you know heavy. What? Um, i don't want to get too morose but there i know 
certain women that do have a hard time keeping a pregnancy. I've met mm-hmm. them and my mom uh, discharged a few pre- uh, pregnancies. So that could happen several times in a year for sure. Okay. So it is kind of, and, and your body has to actually get back to normal. So you need it as a health thing, but also your, your, you know, your emotionally it's hard. That's what it's for. It's for the yeah, emotional, emotional side of it, you know, mental health. And I think we're going to see more mental health laws coming up over the years. Um, you know, we're, I, I just have a funny feeling next year is going to be a very interesting year of laws. I think new things, mental health, emotional health is going to become bigger. I know that one of the um, new laws that you've got listed is a new workplace violence regulations. Oh, yeah. And. When we see shootings and things like that, a lot of times they're linked to someone who is mentally, you know, unstable or something is happening. I mean, most crimes are committed by someone who needed some help somewhere in trauma for some traumatic event. So I kind of think we're going in that way in California. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about that because, uh, viol- violence is, I can come from, Within your workplace, it can be an exterior workplace thing. It could even be your boss, right? Oh, for sure. So you have to put a, a violence protection plan in place now, and that's going to happen. And I'm going to have to check my notes on that one. It's, uh, yeah, July 1, 2024. So almost every business, most businesses are going to have to have a violence protection plan in place by July 1, 2024. Um, and it requires you to do some detailed things. I didn't put it in the article. Sure. It's really pretty detailed code section. So um, you'd have to hit 13 different categories of information and have that in your detailed plan. Then you have to um, alert all your employees about it, let them know that you've got it, and you have to practice it too. So there's a lot to this, and it's really the, the whole idea is – you know, we see so many at work harmful, violent acts that we want to try to stop those. And this mm-hmm. is one way of maybe preventing it. Honestly, I'm not sure how effective it's going to be because uh, the ones we see are, the, you know, someone who has a gun to come in. Unless you stop them at the door, I just don't know that this is really going to help you that much. But that I might give you for ways lower out. things mm-hmm. for lower for for like fighting and that kind of thing. Or, or threats, I think it will be more effective. Mm-hmm. I think there's, I mean, we're even getting bomb threats that, you know, there may not have yeah. been a bomb, but it, there's all kinds of weird things. It could happen for the restaurant industry too. If you have a bar, oh, if you have a saloon or something like that, oh, and yeah. there's a yeah, bar yeah, yeah. fight, you know, who's going to take someone out? Where's your hiding place? You know, things like that. And it's hard with the shootings thing, unless you're, you've got staff that are like the security that really need to know what to what to do. But um, when you have people go to an entertainment venue and stuff like that, that's that's where, to me, you got to have that kind of know-how, whether you're in the catering staff well, or, that, you know, that kind of That's a really good point because when you have a big event, they do usually have uh, specialized security, and they should mm-hmm. be well-versed in these kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, will this law help that kind of crew, you know, uh, professional security people? I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know what they yeah. have to do already, but maybe. Well, 
when, you know, I, I know we've talked about this on the show before with my uncle getting murdered. Um, and this was in Florida and it was the largest industrial shooting at the time that we're talking about wow. over 20 years ago. Um, now man, and he got caught by America's most wanted and all kinds of stuff. The, the oh, guy, yeah. the, the shooter. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very well publicized event that happened. And unfortunately we even just saw it on TV. Like here we were in California with, you know, st- we'd started our magazine and we're like, holy crap, there's my uncle, you know? Right. And, um, he had fired his employee and there were three cause he had a gymnastic, he, he made gymnastic errors and he was like a California state champion for gymnastics and surfing Oh, wow. way back in the when, when he was, you know, in his teens and, you know, then he had to, you know, you transition out of your sport anyway. So he had one guy that they were really tired. They all actually lived in the same neighborhood, all very close, but the guy was on the take or something and he didn't do background check. He's just kind of trusting human, you know, and the guy just, he fired him. The guy was mentally, um, didn't take his pills or whatever he needed to do mentally mm. and, um, came back in and just shot everybody in the back and killed my uncle and my uncle's employee and just sprayed him with bullets. And there's nothing, I know, not, I'm, I, it, we've talked about it a lot on shows, but there's, there's, I think in a way these bills create an awareness that it can happen. And of course we see it on the news, but it's really real. Now, in hindsight, if my uncle knew this was going to happen, I'm sure he would have done a background check oh, and gone yeah. back and done, you know. Yeah. you know, but nothing was going to save him on that. There is no, when someone just, you know, sprays you in the back, you know, with bullets, that's not going to happen. So, yeah. you know, but I think it creates this kind of awareness. Of, absolutely. It will create yeah. a higher awareness, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, but you're right. I mean, there's just, I think it goes per, per industry. So I'm, I'm going to be interesting to follow. I want to do a follow up on that. Cause I want to understand like, what are they going to do? You know, are they going to, you know um, it's kind of like maybe even emergency, does that go into oh, violence? It's not like if you have a fire, unless it was someone did it on purpose. Right. So that's a little different, but yeah. um all right, so let's go from violence to cannabis. This is more fun to talk about. I'm like, dude, we need we need to chill out now after that part. <laughs> let's, I yes. mean, I remember we doing the weed show when it first got legal in San Diego and California, and um, you were talking about, no, you cannot go on your lunch break and smoke a doobie in your car, and that's still true. <laughs> you still can't. So, dang. Now, what essentially what's happened is an employer can't use the fact that you have used marijuana outside of work against you. Mm. But if you come into work high, or if you come into work with marijuana on you, you can certainly be disciplined. Uh, You certainly, uh, depending on the place, they can certainly just fire you right away if they found that. So it's it's not a complete protection. And for uh, people who are applying for jobs, there's some protection, but they can still um, screen for actual metabolites, psychoactive metabolites. Um, so if you come, pop positive for a psychoactive metabolite, and that's within a short period of use, they can they can still say they can still not hire you 
So, yeah, so we're moving. I mean, the needle's moving. You know, it wasn't legal in California or, you know, well, it was not legal in California. Then there was medical marijuana and then there was personal use marijuana. And but the laws of personal use were sort of at odds with the laws of going to work. And so they could screen for it and still tell you to get out. Um, but now they've changed that and they've said, well, look, you're, you're you know, off duty. That's that's what you do. It's, it doesn't affect you at work. Mm-hmm. You just don't come in high. Don't don't come in, uh, come into work with it on you. But they're still a little tough on applicants. So they that's can still... because we stays in your system for almost a full well, no, month. I was about to talk about that. You, you, you can't do like a hair follicle test anymore. OK, even for an applicant, because it stays in there too long and there's no psychoactive um, effect anymore. Oh, okay. So it's it's really near term use is what they're talking about, and you can test for that. So it's it's because I always wonder about like what are cops going to do? It's like, hey, we smell it in your car. Like if they pull you over, I mean, they give you a breathalyzer, and all of a sudden all this smoke well, comes out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's different. You can't drive high. <laughs> well, you, uh, you can tell who is because they're going twenty five miles an hour in a seventy zone. <laughs> yeah. You were going too slow. Obviously, you're high on marijuana. It's true. I drive across the country. I can tell you who's high and who's not, and I can smell it. I mean, any parking lot. Oh, yeah. I told you before we were recording that there's towns we've been in that I'm just like, dude, this place is higher than heck. I mean, it's, it's you know, good for them. If they're happy. <laughs> it's good for them. But but um, so they can still test because a lot of times. Now, wasn't now, all right. Oh, now, hold on. Intro- oh, the oh, test. Okay. I, don't, I don't want you to confuse the test. The test I was talking about was for um, applicants for a job. Oh, okay. Now, can they still test if they suspect that you are high? And the, the answer there is maybe. depends on the circumstances, but it's possible. And they certainly, if, if they can prove that you're high, then they get to kick you out if, that, oh, if that's what they want. And, but I know businesses around here where – they don't That's care. Part of the culture. Yeah. They, because what about, you know, like microdosing is fine. But I, that's what I was going to say. Everyone's microdosing. All these, you know, everyone's got little mushroomy things going on, gummies at night. That, I mean, everyone's, you know. I'm every, a libertarian, so I'm okay with it, but I can't I imagine care. microdosing at work. I don't know how I'd get anything done. But Dude, maybe I no would. I don't know. Well, it's uh, isn't that mushrooms? Or not that's mushrooms you can microdose anything but mushrooms is one of the things they talk about specifically listen i'm never microdosing my wine that's not happening i want my full <laughs> bottle and <laughs> there's no microdosing happening but you know you don't start your morning with it there's like a whole difference no, and no, so can no. they do that if they're going to put like you can tell if someone's been drinking pretty easy but i always thought you could tell when someone's high pretty easy too so i don't know i don't know so, but, but when, okay, when I was getting tested for pot, like back in the day working for a company in Florida, I was the youngest one and it's a music company. So you're going in, you are like, if you pass the first time, you need to be the token person. And they made me the token, token pee in the cup, per, token. Oh, I see. I was, no, not toking, token. That's the, 
I was the token young person to go in and do the PP test for okay. plot. Okay. I mean, it was Florida. So that was another part of the culture too, just saying. And then they just started nailing me like every single time, it, but it was connected with their insurance. I think that if your staff oh, wait, was clean. So are you saying you pop positive on the test? I never did. Oh, so why'd they keep nailing you? They kept, because I kept getting through the test as clean. Oh, they didn't expect it. No, no, but they used me. So whenever there was like a random drug test, they're like, put Lisa in because I would pass it. So if you, if they had more people doing weed and they would get caught, their insurance would go up. Oh, I see. So they didn't want people to get caught. Yeah. So they would put me proverbial guinea pig who didn't smoke marijuana apparently i'm i'm not sure i believe that i'm not i'm not saying that i did or didn't okay. all i can say is there's things you can do to not get caught oh so you're the expert okay well back in the day <laughs> that could be a cottage industry <laughs> well you don't need it now but apparently not in California, you, might. you don't need it but in well, other states <laughs> what's florida Anything happens in Florida. Well, Florida it's like yeah, Vegas. <laughs> Although, well, so I was going to say, my um, nephews complained about Florida have still making it illegal. And it, you is know, it illegal in Florida? Well, I don't know if it still is or not, but it was. And I'm not. I'm talking within the last, certainly the last ten years. They were complaining about. It, and I said, well, in California. Oh, that's right. Florida was behind because it was also a bill that was because we did an interview with a a pro marijuana activist and anti. She is a uh, Ellen. Oh, if I get her name wrong, it's going to be bad. Buttskin, Bunskin, but Ellen, she is a great musician (laughs) because however it's going to come out, it's not going to sound. You say Bunskin or Buttskin, Buttsky. I can't, um, that's not going to be, oh, I'm so in trouble. So everyone, please, I apologize. But she came on shows. She went on, um, she did a lot of um, rebel rousing. She was pro pot and trying to get pot legalized, especially for medicinal use in Florida. And at the same time, going against corporate prisons. So we did interviews with her on all of that. Interesting. It was fun. Yeah. We also, we've done a lot of marijuana law stuff. Um, New Jersey weed man who got raided by the cops in LA for having a church and he would call up and you could hear him doing bong loads. It was fun, but and he, he got arrested for smoking a joint under the Liberty bell. And so then it just started. Um, anyway, it's a long story, but wow. the laws of marijuana across the country and how it's changed is really fascinating. And it's fascinating to me how it even became Illegal. Thank you, William Hearst. Anyway, Randolph Hearst, the Hearst corporate. Anyway, that's a whole other oh, story. Yeah, yeah. But it is important for employees and for employers to know oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah, it is because yeah. you Absolutely. don't want to get. And that, you know, and like I was saying, there was a divide between what you were allowed to do in California legally and what you were allowed to do at work legally, which was basically nothing, not even not even having a, a, any type of metabolite. Nothing. They could fire you. Now, it had to be part of their policy. They had drug-free policy. Uh, but mm-hmm. then they could fire you if they if it popped up at any time uh, because it violated their policy. Well, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, what about the people working in the weed store? You know? 
it's like well that's <laughs> after don't get, be, oh yeah i see what you're saying don't so sample the have product a policy in a weed store where you weren't uh you couldn't pop positive for any metabolite wow that's a conundrum <laughs> i mean and then and then at this well it's really a fascinating it's a fascinating whole thing because now people are doing all kinds of different drugs like ketamine look at ketamine or ketamine, mm-hmm. however you pronounce it. I mean, that's a whole weird. There's like, there's. It's just getting interesting out there. Let's just. The put last it that thing way. I heard on that was and I, getting far afield, but there, there's microdosing of ketamine. Yeah, isn't that yeah. what happened to Matthew Perry? <clears throat> Something like that. How he? I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm I don't sure. know, but but hey, you know, there's just ways to get high and ways not to. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Okay, so we've got we've done minimum wage and salary, new workplace violence regulations, yep. cannabis use is protected. So yes. that's good. Reproductive bereavement leave, paid sick leave, and um we have not gotten okay, we should have done this before the, the weed, but um well no. Fast food and weed go hand in hand, and we're back to talking about so the, the fast weed should come first and the fast food second. So see I did do it in the right order. I think you okay. did. Okay. <laughs> okay. So if you got the munchies, you got to thank all the fast food workers out there in the world. But they're not getting paid as much as they need to be. And uh, there was a coalition thing that kind of happened last year. And it actually was, oh, this has been going for a year saying. and a half. Yeah, you, you, over a yes. year and a half. Yeah, Because I remember this even in fall of last Yeah, this has been going for a year and a half nationally, yep. right? Nationally. Well, na- in, in California. Or just food. California. That's right. Just California. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because I was listening to legal stuff, another legal podcast while we were in North Carolina. And they're North Carolina going, oh, <laughs> you know, with these new laws. But so can you give everyone a, just a snapshot of what the Fast Recovery Act was? Because it was kind of yeah. a, that's why I said like a coalition made up of, it was almost like a, a union for fast food workers in a way of how it was being organized with yeah, the workers no, being the part idea of it. Is almost unionizing a whole sector of the workforce. And and that's kind of a new thing um, on the horizon with with the more liberal branches or branches uh, parts of government. So Democratic yeah. Party kind of pushes this unions kind of push this. Um, and so and, and it's big in Europe. Europe has done this before, you know, whole sectors. Now you're you're going to be governed this way. You're going to have these rules. Um, and so we're starting to do it here. At least in California, we're starting to do it here. So. All right. So the story, I I actually lost track of this because it, I, I read something. I was going, what is going on? I thought that went on the, yeah. the ballot. I thought it was qualified for the ballot measure. I'm, and, but it's back. And, and this is like. Four months ago, and I so I had to dig in and, and figure it out, and so I did. I go, oh, so this is what's going on. Here's what happened: um, the Fast Recovery Act was assigned by the governor last year, and it was the idea behind it was to specifically regulate the fast food industry. And you, mm-hmm. you know, I even talk about in the article what requirements the employer has to meet and what requirements. There's certain things that have to be done before you can be fall under this law. Uh, but put it this way, the big ones are going to fall under this law. It's, it's, okay. It's, it's that simple. 
Um, and so they said, wait a second, we don't like this. One of the elements of this, of the Fast Recovery Act was that the employees could get up to $22 an hour. Now it was going to be up to the council to, to decide whether that was going to be that much or not, but that was possible. And so the, the, the big fast food chain said, no, 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 we're going to fight this. So they put it on the ballot for 2024 as a ballot measure so, so that all of California, you know, all the California voters would be able to vote on whether they wanted that or not. In the meantime, uh, I think the governor, well, I, someone in, in, in the government said, hey, wait a second. Can't we compromise about this? Let's not fight about it. And so the um, the fast food employers and the government entity, you know, the, the legislature mm-hmm. got together and worked out something different, which was, OK, you employers pull that ballot measure off so we don't have to vote on it and we'll give you a, a bill that you like better. And so now. The new bill, which is uh, was SB eight, no, it's AB one one two two eight has replaced the Fast Recovery Act. Okay. And it allows up to $20 an hour, and it's going to actually go into effect, I think it was April 1st. You can do it on 420, April 20th. Sorry, that's a that's bad joke. Um, yeah, I was looking. It is um, January 1st. Well, wait, the hourly. No, we'll it's, April, yeah, it's April 1st. April 1st. April 1st. It'll on April go up Day? automatically to, me? to $20 an hour. On April Fool's Day, this yes. is this is. Oh, isn't that funny? I hadn't even thought about that's it. hysterical. But I thought it would be funny if it was on April, you know, twenty forty. But anyway, and then uh, they're going to have similar um, regulations that the council will oversee, as in the Fast Recovery Act. So wait, so would everybody? Okay, so there's the council. Now is the council still made up of workers and? Well, you know what? Owners? I haven't seen what the council um, makeup is. I'm okay. honestly, I'm really sure it's going to be very similar, if not the same. Okay. But I did not, no, I did not look that part of the law up. I just. Okay. So, so with this though. Um, and so to give so you an idea about the, the council, it's going to have, yeah. I'm sure it'll have representatives from the employers, representative from the employees, um, government people. I, I'm just going to, I'm sure it's really similar to the. There'll be a little bit of everyone like before. Yeah. Right. And so, but now everybody's working together, which is good. But so now there, if you are working in the fast food industry, your minimum wage is higher than say somebody else, anybody working a minimum wage in California. That is now $4, $4 more. higher than the minimum wage in California. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Go now. Listen, I know we're back west now. Now that Nancy in Oregon, you know why? There's Jack in the Boxes. I'm happy oh, yeah. about it. Yep, yep. I love the Jack in the Box. It's good. It's They're good for you. Great commercials. And oh yeah, he's cute. Yeah, <laughs> he does the funniest stuff. I I love this commercial. Yeah, you know. So now we're like, oh yeah. Now Denny's are back as we come through. It's like okay, we're but we've now we're missing Waffle House. You got to have the Waffle Houses. That should be everywhere. Waffle Houses. I do like Waffle Houses. And you remember we went to lunch at one that's called the Waffle House? I don't think it was part of the the Waffle House. Um, yeah, because it was Greek or something. Wasn't it Greek? It, it had all sorts of different stuff, but it's called, the name is Waffle. The Waffle. Yeah. 
Yeah. See, it's different. It's not part but of the chain. It's not part no. of the chain. No, the yellow one is smothered, covered, diced, fried, and whatever for your hash browns. Right. I don't. Yeah. Listen, fast food once in a while has to happen. It's okay. I know. I we're all looking at the New Year. I love biscuits. Oh. Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. 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 You got Angelo's thing. though. Did you have you gone to Angelo's yet? We've no. been talking about this fast recovery act for so long. And you, were and you still have no, not gone I, to Angelo's. I haven't even seen an Angelo's. That You're I know. in San Diego and you have not gone to Oceanside, California to right. Angelo's. I'm telling you, you've got In N Out Burger. People go to, go to San Diego. People go to San Diego just In-N-Out for In N Out Burger. Delicious. Yeah. But they'll be rec- they'll be covered under this act and they're because they're big. <laughs> And they're going to pay everyone at least $20 an hour. It's the first thing you do when you come over the border from Tijuana over. It's like in and out to the right in Chula Vista. Or is it National City, I think? Whichever one comes first. Oh, they, it's have like, place. they have them everywhere. <laughs> I know. I know. We digress, everyone. I know. But if you talk fast food or food, and you know, we're going to talk. Um, so this is all happening. Um, but this, I wanted to go back on this because it's important. These are fast food chains, like you were saying, In-N-Out Burger is going to be one of them, Jack in the Box, Angelo's, probably not, because this is affecting fast food chains with 60 restaurants or more. 60 restaurants throughout the country. It's oh, California. The- so if, if it, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't have to be a gigantic chain, but it has, if it has at least 60 restaurants in it. Like McDonald's is it, all of that. Oh, yeah, McDonald's. For, for Burger sure. King, all of yeah. those. But Angelo's with like, you know, five in San Diego or six. I don't know how many. They don't have 60, I don't think, at all. Um, So they won't be affected. Maybe they do in, in L.A. or something. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, if they have 60, then they qualify, assuming that they have similar marketing and uh, the course oh, yeah. and things like that. But it, that usually isn't the big problem. The problem is, well, do they have enough stores or not? So, it, like, if you're a smaller fast food chain, and you have to be proper fast food in and out and all that kind of stuff um, to to be part of this. So, if say, I'm sure Angela's loves us talking about them, but if they're not as big, right, then they do, and they're a fast food restaurant, then they pay their employees the lower minimum wage, the real, the regular one of sixteen dollars an hour. Well, they're allowed to. Whether they decide to or not, I don't know. Okay. Because this will put pressure on everyone probably to some degree. But, you know, they don't have to. Uh, and, you know, in, in San Diego, we have all these little taco shops. And some mm-hmm. of them have the same name. And just because they have their name doesn't mean they're related, you know, right. as, as a business. But there there are some like Alberto's, Roberto's. You see those oh, yeah, in yeah. place. And, and those, um, at least some of those that are called those names are – a related business, but I'm really sure none of those have 60 stores. No, no, no. And it, so it, those, you, those, yeah. they, they can charge uh, and they can pay their employees 16 instead of $20. Now, if you're in Carlsbad, you got to go to Lola's for tacos and taquitos. Oh. oh yeah. Lola's, Lola's is one of the very first in North San Diego. And they even have, they're actually in the Barrio district of Carlsbad. And they have their own museum of barrio history in oh, Carlsbad. That's pretty cool. And their food is incredible. And tamales over like the holiday season. I'm serious. Like, yeah. 
and and their family is just it's yes that's yes, super cool i didn't know about that but you know i live in central san diego so i i go by carlsbad you know no. doing different things but i rarely go into carlsbad yeah because carlsbad's be kind of muckety muck you know <laughs> it's kind of the la-di-da side of you know it's la-di-da but you wouldn't expect this and it and it, it's it's the other relaxed side of of carlsbad it's not far from the little village you know okay. and they still have that old bar in the downtown village like one of the oldest bars like an actual like day bar dive bar in the village oh, it's cool wow. All right. yeah hey, I, I, you know i know my my north san diego you pretty sure well. do i'm impressed ah, i well, love it up i'm there. just wondering if all of our listeners are going to listen to this last part where we're talking about roberto's romero's uh lola's I hope you guys like it because now you know where to go in San Diego. You do. Yeah, go eat. San Diego has amazing food and breweries and wineries. And that's why Ward lives there. And Ward, you know, he he knows to go to, you know, have his practice in San Diego and in California because laws are always changing. So Ward is always busy, but you can still call him if you have a question. Uh, You do free consultations for the first call, right? Yeah. Yep. Call Ward. Yep. So one eight hundred call Ward. Um, to to you know, it's important um to really understand whether or not like you know I'm gonna sue somebody and then you think you know Ward may say, eh, maybe not, uh, or maybe you know. So uh, he really helps with that. So again, everyone, best employment attorney San Diego dot com is Ward's website, and you can keep up with him there and on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And LinkedIn, that's also a really big one, right? When we talk about business. That's my favorite. Uh, I get, that's I do get me. business off of LinkedIn and I don't he, much off the other platform. All right. He's a LinkedIn. Well, yeah, it makes sense, right? That makes yeah. sense. So, all right. So thank you so much, Warden. Happy New Year's. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Such a fun thing to do at the end of the year. And yeah. You enjoy your New Year's too. Thank you. I promise I won't be lighting up anything. <laughs> You don't have to promise that. Hey, I don't know what they do in Oregon, but where we are right now, but (laughs) we're behaving, but we will be drinking our wine, but have a safe New Year's, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on Big Blend Radio Success Express show. So take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio Success Express show. This show is brought to you by Big Blend Magazines. You can keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. And check out our magazines at blendradioandtv.com.